Welcome, welcome, welcome. You know the drill. It's that time of the week. It's the Two Filthy Pump podcast. It's coming in your ears. I'm Anthony Heppel, and the man alongside me, as ever, is the main man, the boy, Alex Fenn. How are you doing, Alex? I'm just going to apologise because everyone's giving me a lot of shit this week for losing every single bet that I placed last week. But I do say don't bet on football. Yeah, but I fucked up. So here's what it is. Wait, 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 wait. wait. I really need... <laughs> Wait, you say don't bet on football. How many bets you got on the football right now? It's Champions League. It's Wednesday night. How many bets you got on right now? To be fair, apart from the goal scorers ones, the ones that I've sent through, they're all winning. I'm about to win. I need one more corner of the Spurs game in about 25 minutes. So no doubt they'll fuck that up. But yeah, back on track. Back on track. <laughs> don't bet on football. Don't bet on football. But right now, bet on football. <laughs> for all those listening home you've got two ways of gambling you've got the boring bastard like me that looks at percentages bank rolls money lines and stuff like that and only bets on certain things because he builds profit over time and then you've got Fen and Fen just bets with his heart and goes big and often wins big so you know you've got two different ways of doing it the boring bastard the one that's there for a good time Strippers don't take pound coins, Anthony Apple, and that's what you need to know. They only take notes to earn it for a long run. Over a year, I've got a lot of pound coins to put in them strippers. You just got to go in a different way, mate. You just got to go. In a different way. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't go to the strip club once a year, unfortunately. <laughs> right. This has started up. This podcast has started up a way I did not anticipate it to go. So let's get into it. Oh. Um, before we start, just want to say uh, we did the poll on Twitter last week on our top three, and we'll keep doing that every week. So top three Super Bowl. I am Chris Eubank Jr. I'm 60% of that poll. My top three was the best. Ben, have you got anything to come back on that top three Super Bowl halftime shows? Because you lost badly. If I had if I had Twitter, it would have been a 50-50. But uh, no, I'm going to let you win because you, you claimed the Chris Eubank 60% thing. And 60% of everything right now is the thing. So 60% uh, yeah. all in. So I'm 60% the champion. You have just signed a lucrative deal with Eddie Hearn and Matchroom. So um, don't expect any fights anytime soon. Uh, <laughs> sorry, let's get into boxing then. We're just rushed for it. Right. Tell me now, is Chris Eubank Jr. the greatest boxer on the planet right now? He is literally gone from zero to 60% hero. It is absolutely fantastic the way this turned around. I mean, so Chris Eubank did get a bit of popularity. Do you remember when he signed that microwave for the Newcastle fans? <laughs> that was amazing. He didn't he sell it on yeah. eBay and then and then gave it all to charity or something like that. Yeah, yeah. And and if you if you follow Chris Eubank Jr., he's doing a lot um, for charity. He's giving away auctions. He's speaking to people. He's become the hero and nothing. He's gone on to a different podcast on YouTube. Um, and people say, what a humbling nice guy this guy is. He's the same person he was a week ago. But a week ago, everyone thought he was a prick. You know, can't wait to Conor Ben to smash his head in. And all he had to do was make weight. He's made weight, even though the fire is still not going ahead. And everyone's saying, what an honourable man this guy is. It's fantastic. Did it's you see? All day. Did you see the pictures of him, though, when he made weight? He looked ill. I mean, he was yeah. toned, but oh, it wasn't healthy. It, he obviously has a low body fat percentage anyways. Um, yeah. And then just take that little bit of war weight off. I will just say he did still have like the outer sides. He did still have like a, a bit of fat on it. So he wasn't, his face that was gone. You could definitely tell. But I think he could do it again. If he, if the fight was to go ahead and just say somehow, you know, he's not getting this suspension. Because I think Eubank wants to fight for the money. I think he knows he can do it already quite comfortably, I'd say. So I'd back him to win now. 
honestly, I said it from day one, though. I did, didn't I? I said Chris Eubank went in. And now Chris Eubank going in as the popular guy. Yeah. yeah. And I know, you know, I liked about Chris Eubank. Um, there was a guy, did you see it on Twitter or Instagram or something like that? There was a guy who had a Connor Ben um, tattoo. And Chris Eubank replied to him saying, I'll pay for your laser removal, mate. <laughs> Love that. It's great. Love that content. Um, so, yeah, Chris Eubank's gone from zero to hero. His dad's actually foresaw the future. He's not actually as big a nutter as everyone thought. But for me, it's this like you're the UFC guy out of us. If this was UFC, it wouldn't have happened, would it? No, and I think what we've learned in recent... Well, don't get me wrong. The UFC have had people drop out. Um, but I was actually going to say something for, the, the you know, my uh, my best of the week. But I'm going to utilise it now because I think now's a good time just to explain. But we've got on the October 22nd, there's a real good welterweight title match between Charles Oliveira and Islam. And it, it, it's a really good fight, close fight. And, you know, there's, it's a stacked main event card already. So even if it didn't go ahead... You still got the undercards that were absolutely fantastic, and there's another title fight as the co-main, which is brilliant. But just in case it went wrong, they've actually brought Alex Volkanovski, who's a weight, um, a lightweight division champion, champion, as backup to fight in case one of them mixes weight, so he could actually fight to be a two-time weight champion. And now I'm actually missing like someone actually doesn't make weight, so he can fight. But that's what UFC done to make sure the show goes on. They've even given like a better example of, hey, one of these guys, this weight, don't worry, fans, we've got you back. This guy is coming straight through. It's fantastic. It really is. So, so if you if you compare that to boxing, right, the two biggest fights we all wanted this last half of the year was AJ Fury and Conor Ben Chris Van Junior. They were the ones that yeah. we 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 both wanted tickets for, we were gagging for, we'd have paid good money to go and see. If we didn't see, we'd have bought pay-per-views. It'd have been two of the greatest shows this country is ever going to see in boxing. Neither has happened. Now, you can yeah. throw you can throw blame at Eddie Hearn or anything like that, but boxing's just I just I'm I'm getting angry with it because everything we want to see never happens. No, and I think one of the things that the UFC is criticised for is fight and pay, but it's also works to its favour massively because the fact that if you refuse, I think it's up to three fights in that year, you, you released, you released from your contract, and that's it. And then that strict, the laptop. Obviously, if you're one of the biggest pay per view buyers and sellers, sorry, sellers, um, and you can get the money into the company, you obviously get slightly privileged. But boxers, obviously, they sign to an agent to a manager. Uh, it's got a boxing organization and you know, the handpicked the fights and that's what's sickening about it. Whereas you see, they do matchmaking based on entertainment value, entertainment and rankings. So obviously the better you perform, the higher you ranking, you fire a higher ranked opponent. And if you're not, and you're falling a little bit off peak, they'll match you up and get someone excited for the fans. Boxing does not do that. Could you imagine? Let's just think about a heavyweight division. So if you had AJ, Fury, Wilder, Dillian White, Andy Ruiz, and just a few other people, but they've actually all fought each other at least once, we'd be calling it the best heavyweight division of all yeah. time. That's not yeah. even a joke. Yeah, Chuck and Joe Joyce, people like that. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. That is and they all fought right each other. Yeah. Yeah, exactly right. Look, well, UFC gets it right where boxing gets it wrong because the politics in boxing is ridiculous. But maybe we've got the solution, you and I. Maybe we start our own promotion company. Do you reckon people will buy into the two filthy punt promotions? Maybe we can fix boxing. 
oh, we'd fix the fight for money. I'll tell you that for free. <laughs> I tell you what, I'd pay them just to fight. I just want, I wouldn't care about profit. I just want to watch it. Like a, the six heavyweight, the six best heavyweight division just going all in. That's what people want to see. Yeah. I, I can't wait. Sorry, Ringo's. Uh, we're not going to be able to pay you a note. Anthony's got a stack of change. Is that his mate? <laughs> <laughs> he, he won £22.50 on an NFL bet. But over the year, he will make two grand. But right now, he's only got it in change. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so if you want to ring back in a year's time and get your pay, that's absolutely fine. Yeah, fantastic. <laughs> Right, so there's no, there's not much going on in the boxing world because Eddie Hearn can't get a fight on for love nor money. I think he's got one in Australia this weekend, but no one cares about that. Should we move on to football? Uh, yeah, one more thing with the boxing. Yep. Um, and it is my punt of the week. I'm going nice and early. We've got Savannah Marshall versus Clemson Shields. Of course, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Crack on with that, yeah. So I break down. So for those that don't know, Savannah Marshall is obviously one of the biggest women punchers that we've had in boxing. And I mean, we obviously people know who Kate Taylor is. She's world class, but she's not a big powerhouse puncher. The first one that we've really seen knock people the fuck out is Savannah Marshall versus Clarissa Shields. And Clarissa Shields is someone who's deemed herself and a rise of popularity in America as the greatest of all time. And she is, she's been highly competitive. She's actually had MMA um, fights in Bellator as well. She's been fantastic. She's been a great product for women's boxing at the top of the game and peak. But for this weekend, Savannah Marshall is at Evelyn's and I fancy her to knock Clarissa Shields the fuck out. Clarissa Shields has got some great wins, but most of them are by points. And Savannah Marshall has knocked most of her opponents out. So it will be close, but I fancy Savannah Marshall and, I, and that's my pump of the week. So you're going Savannah Marshall to win the fight or to uh, TK? I, 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 I would have both. I'd have both because the win the, win the fight is Evelyn's. So it's not an odds-on bet. And I would have a big bet on that and then a little bet on to win by knockout. Okay. Okay. I, I, I might actually um, follow your tip there. Uh, I don't normally do it. I normally go against you. So then one of us wins. But no, I might, I might have a little nibble on that this weekend. Okay. Should we move on to football? Uh, did Harlem score? <laughs> yes. We almost didn't though. We got excited, didn't we? We, we we got a bit excited when he hadn't scored yet. <laughs> uh, fans, 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 fans were worried that he went 63 minutes, I believe it was, without a goal drought, which was, you know, was, yeah, people were shaking in their boots. No, is Harland, is he out of form? Is, <laughs> is there something wrong with his contract? No, oh, I, yeah, I was calling it half-time one night. I, I, said, I said, you know, he was overrated. You know, the bubbles burst. That's it. He's shit. Move on. <laughs> no, he scored. He didn't score last night, though, in the Champions League. He didn't play. <laughs> Maybe that's the solution. <laughs> how, did that, how did that petition get on? I saw the petition hit over 1.5 million people that voted that Harlan should be removed from the Premier League. To deport him. To deport him. And then have you seen his diets come out today where he has like 6,000 calories of fish and rice takes? It's like, <laughs> what are you doing, man? But, you know, he's just still real, isn't he? But let, let's see let, let's see if he can break the 30, let alone 40 goal tally. <laughs> right. Um, football this weekend. Steve Cooper got a new contract. Do you want me to get into that a bit? Yeah, because I have such mixed feelings about it. So listening to an actual Forest fan discuss what the fuck just happened would be fantastic. <laughs> right. So Steve Cooper is a god in Nottingham. 
right? 23 years out of top flight, 30 years since we've been to Wembley. Steve Cooper came in and reignited the passion that Forest is a passionate club. You know, we, we've been there, we've seen it all, we've done it all. And then it's been depressing for 23 years. So for someone to come in, I think we had about 700 managers, let alone the 700 players we signed. And they, he's a head coach. And that's what you've got to remember. He's a head coach. He's had not a lot to do with all of these players coming in. And he worked wonders last year. We were bottom of the league after seven games with one point in the championship. Then we went up. So he had to rebuild a whole squad. And I kind of respect the owners for offering him a new contract because it's not his fault. They've um, they've sacked the head of recruitment. They've sacked the CEO. They've brought in a director of football. They've sacked the men at the top. But today, The Athletic has just reported, and I read it just before we came on this podcast, to say that they were thinking, the owners were thinking about um, sacking Steve Cooper. Because you've got to remember, the owners, uh, they own Olympiacos, so they're used to success. And the reason they didn't is because they couldn't get Pochettino or Tuchel. Can you fucking believe that? That's the reason they didn't sack Cooper. I don't know if it's true or not, but the Athletic's normally pretty good on this sort of stuff. Did you imagine Pochettino or Tuchel at Forest? Wow. Hey, hey, I, I can't. I, I struggle to imagine Forest in the Premier League. I've been that miserable of a fan for 23 years. So this is a whole new world to me. <laughs> but I, I know I'm happy they didn't sack Steve Cooper. I'm happy they're giving him a contract. Okay. Okay, let me let me ask you a question. So let's be let's be truthful. Okay, so it's it's nice to see Steve Cooper. He's been given a contract. He's extended. If you don't pick up any points in the next five games, is it still a good decision? Yeah, yeah. And you ask any Forest fan. I don't mean you Twitter arty, the people that go on there and just like like bad mouthing everyone and thinking everyone should be sacked after five minutes of anything. If you ask any Forest fan, and did you watch the Aston Villa game? Unfortunately, it was a miserable game. If you watched the Aston Villa game, did you see all the banners? There's a whole TV yeah, display the flag. Yeah. Cooper. Yeah, the fans are completely behind him. Forest fans would rather be relegated with Steve Cooper and then have another season in the Championship next year than Steve Cooper, than sack Steve Cooper. And we are all behind him. I'm behind him. I've, we've had such a merry-go-round of managers. We were averaging like four a season. There's only Watford that could have a higher manager per season ratio than Forest. So back Steve Cooper. If he goes down, he goes down. As long as we've got him next season, we're all happy. But, but in terms of, I understand that, and the passionate, and he's obviously linked the club with the fans, which is which is really crucial, and especially in the Premier League, and and for any for any football fan, is to um, have that link. But if it doesn't work, and all the investment that you put into the club, I know it's not the fans directly. It's a massive, massive failure. Uh, no, no, and no, there's no. other potential managers who could have uh, for us up. This is the beautiful thing about having two clubs. What we'll do is we'll just sell a fourth team reserve player that nobody knows the name of, to Olympiacos for 200 million and break even. <laughs> <laughs> even though, yes. or he snakes in with the heroin that they get done. Ah, oh, no, no, <laughs> allegedly <laughs> we brought in a bit of heroin through Greece, but it's okay, it's okay, at least we're not Saudi, at least we're not chopping people's heads off, because that's real corruption. Actually, let's go on to that. <laughs> Newcastle, they've stopped drawing, they've won again. Nine goals in two games. Yeah, against... Yeah, yeah, you had a yeah, player sent off against Fulham, Brentford were poor, although the Brentford goal should have stood. Um, right, okay, all right, as yeah, you've given me a grill on Forest, let me give you a grill on Newcastle. Are Newcastle now getting to, or could they be considered as a big club? 
That's a good question. Okay, so I, I think the difference between big clubs and elite clubs are, are very obvious. You know, there are elite clubs in the Premier League, such as Man City, Liverpool, Chelsea, and 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 still, and because of the money that they spend, even though they're not winning trophies, you've got to put Manchester United potentially up there. I know it dreads us to say it's disgusting. But in terms of big clubs, I think there's, there's three different fundaments that you can look at what decides a big club. A little bit of history, but not too much. Fans are fickle. Okay, having a lot of history doesn't mean out nowadays, especially when it comes to... Okay, I'll give you a good example. Leicester have one Premier League title. Does that make them bigger than 15 other Premier League clubs at present? No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. Okay, so when you look at the top 10 English teams that have won the most trophies, you've got the top six, which we've already mentioned, plus um, Spurs, Arsenal, Chelsea, Man City, Man United, Liverpool. Um, then you've got Aston Villa, Everton, Newcastle, and do you know who's tenth? Who's tenth right now? Brighton, not not even Forest. No, 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 no. Yeah. But winning the most trophies in England. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. For the top European Cups. Yeah. So you've got your top six, which are your top six at present, and your other four clubs are Aston Villa, Everton, Newcastle, and Nottingham Forest. Now, if you take them four, because the top six and the top six, we already know they're big. If you take them four and we talk about what's being done now and what is the future looking like in development. So them four clubs probably have the highest player wages after the top six. Would you agree? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Completely. Yep. I can't think of anyone else. Potentially Wolves might have a high paid racket to a few players, but Forrest definitely, you know, they've got Jesse Lingard in the high whack. Yep. Newcastle obviously brought in Bruno Botman, Trippier. Aston Villa got Coutinho, which I don't want to talk about because he's a mess. And Everton, as we know, have obviously hit a financial fair play because, you know, they've, they've paid wages for some of these big players. Um, so it's about what them clubs are doing now where in the future. So just a few points that Newcastle United are doing at the moment. And it's a little bit off the men's football. We talk about women's football. Recently, women's football, um, Newcastle only set up the women's football team last season and already it sold 22,000 tickets at St. James Park Arena. Now, that's absolutely what? fantastic. That's I didn't know that. Oh, but you told me yeah. last week that women wasn't, women's football wasn't a competitive sport. Yeah, I've got nothing to say on that point. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> He's backtracking. No, no, no. Did you hear that beeping? Do you hear that beeping? He's backing up. <laughs> yeah, I'm back up. Okay, so well, it's relevant if it's Newcastle. Okay, so. <laughs> okay. Are Newcastle competing now? Yes, I think that's very clear. We've only lost one Premier League game. And are we interested in, in attracting big-name players? And are we looking like we're going to get someone in the future? Absolutely. The only thing we haven't done is won a, a trophy recently, which for the other four clubs outside the top six is very relevant. Neither of Everton, neither of Villa, neither of Newcastle, neither of Nottingham Forest. So are they a big club at the moment? Almost. They're the sleeping giants. Them four teams will always be the sleeping giants until they win. But out of them four teams, Newcastle is definitely the most likely to be joining the next big lot of clubs. Would you agree? I would, but you're comparing your trophy cabinet to winning the league in 1920. I've, okay. I've got okay. Wikipedia. 1927, 95 years ago, you won the league and you're putting that in your trophy cabinet. I remember it like it was yesterday, guys. <laughs> no, 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 I'm on your Wikipedia page. This is this is it. This is no, great. No, okay. No, 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 no. 
<laughs> your Wikipedia page says the glory years were 1903 to 1937. That was before the war. But listen, listen, listen. Newcastle are a one-club city, and they always sell out. Don't forget, we have the highest Premier League average attendance between us and Liverpool every season for the last okay. five years. That's absolutely insane. And it's increased since Eddie Howe and the Saudi takeover. We can't even sell tickets. Newcastle and Liverpool are the fastest selling tickets in the Premier League. It already shows you that the fan base is there, that we're just missing a recent title or a break into the top four. But Newcastle definitely are a big team. Uh, hey, we will be a big club. i tell you who else is a big club, who also were a single club city, who've actually won more league titles than Newcastle, and that's Sunderland. Yeah, are they a big, are they club? A big club? What's the biggest thing Sunderland have ever done? Um, Peter Reed, Peter Reed, no, no, no. Didn't Peter Reed release a single? I'm sure he had a, he was sure he had a Christmas single once. I think that's about it. They won six titles, though. The biggest thing Sunderland have done was letting Adam Johnson still play when he was going through a flop. Oh, oh, no, we're not going there. We're not going there. We had Michael Jackson last week. We're not going to Adam Johnson. Okay, okay. I'll ask you one more question. I'll ask you one more question on this and then we'll move on. Who is the bigger club, Aston Villa or Newcastle? Newcastle. But Aston Villa have won a European Cup. It does not matter. It doesn't matter. Nobody cares about European Cups. That's what happened in Europe. Tina West Trella scored a hat trick against Barcelona. Tell me the last Aston Villa player that scored a hat trick against Barcelona. And move on. <laughs> Newcastle haven't won a league title since 1927. Yeah, it's, like I said, it's. Uh, yeah, one for the memory book. <laughs> anyway, so Newcastle playing Man U this weekend. Um, it's okay. How many Newcastle players get in the Man U team? Considering Man U are technically a big club. Are you actually want to go through this, right? Yeah, okay. quickly. Two minutes. Go for it. Yeah, oh, yeah. Right, four three three. Yeah. I'll shout. I'll shout them out. We'll do four three three because that's what Man U keep playing on. Maybe. Yeah. Okay. The guy. Yeah. The guy goes ahead of Pope. Yep. Okay, Trippier right back. Yeah, again, Dallow. Yeah, yeah. Botman centre half goes ahead of the midget. Oh, Martinez. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Varane ahead of Shaw. Yeah, I'd go with that. And Dan Burn, Matt Target, or Luke Shaw. I, typically, Luke Shaw, probably. Yeah, probably. probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not on form. Yeah. Left wing. Rashford or Maximan? And I'm banging my boy Maximan in. Come on, don't... I don't say Maximan's well, better than To be fair, if you have Maximan and Anthony in the same team, that's over 400 stepovers per game. I'm lumping yeah. on at five to six Okay, Yeah, so Anthony ahead of Miggy. Anthony ahead of Miggy. Yeah. Maxi on the other wing. Oh, it's looking good, isn't it? Um, Centre mids. Bruno. Bruno. And Joe Linton. Joe Linton's better than Ericsson, isn't he? Oh, no. Shut up, oh, mate. Joel Linton. Jesus, Joel Linton, mate. The blonde Joel Linton. Well, one's had a heart attack, so, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. got a long clip. So, Bruno, Bruno, Joel Linton. And then up front, Callum Wilson and Isaac <laughs> are better than any Man United striker. Ronaldo's lost it, mate. I love the bloke. Yeah, true. Ronaldo a year ago, but he's, he can't run for shit. Yeah. So, maybe three quarters of the Newcastle team. I tell you what, though. Actually, what we've decided is, is if Man U and Newcastle merge as a team, they're actually competitive. But other than that, they're borderline big teams now. <laughs> <laughs> right, move on. let's move on. Let's move on. NFL. Joining us to summarise this week's NFL. And then we'll go into Hit the top this is, this is where our bank call has been coming in. People have been banging these tips. I need to stress out. 
Anthony is making us all money on this NFL. I've been backing it every time. Just do it. Hit us. Let's make some money. Look, look, it's boring. My bets are boring. They're not going to win you big, big, like, you know, you're not going to bankroll your, like, your life savings, stuff like that. But if you just keep chipping away at these stakes, you could afford a couple of strippers in a week rather than, you know, waiting for Fen's big money to land and then buy them all. Um, so this weekend, about a 100% record at NFL London this year. Shaquan Barkley came in for the money on any time touchdown. Going nuts about that. Unfortunately, the Lions got shut out, so I couldn't do the 100% this week, but I got one out of two. So anyway, it was still a little bit of profit. Still keeps it ticking over. Next week's bets, I've got um, bets in the San Francisco 49ers versus the uh, Atlanta Falcons game. And the San Francisco 49ers, lump on Debo Samuels to score an anytime touchdown. He is absolutely on fire right now. Their main quarterback, Trey Lawrence, got injured, so they brought back in uh, Garoppolo. Garoppolo loves to throw the ball to Debo. Debo's going to score an anytime touchdown against the Falcons. But also in the same game, back Mariota, the um, Atlanta Falcons quarterback, to throw an interception. He hasn't thrown one for two games, but the 49ers defense is one of the best in the league. I back him to throw an interception this week. So there's two tips in that game. Move on to the uh, Rams versus Panthers. The Panthers have just sacked their head coach after three seasons. Their record is appalling. Even when they got Cam Newton back last year, it all went to shit. I don't think they're going to bounce back after the Cowboys' defeat. So the LA Rams back Aaron Donald uh, to get a sack. Um, he got two sacks in against the Cowboys last week. He's had four for the season. He's an absolute beast in the defensive line. He's going to get a sack against the Falcons. And then another Rams player who will get a touchdown, I think, is T. Higby. So um, let me just quickly summarize. Go Debo Samuels, anytime touchdown for the San Francisco 49ers. Go Mariota to throw an interception for the Atlanta Falcons. Go Aaron Donald to get a sack for the um, LA Rams. And T. Higby to get a touchdown for the LA Rams. That's my bets for the week for the NFL. Quickly rounded up. And then next week... I am going to NFL London at Wembley to see the Broncos versus the Jags, and I'll do a full summary next week. So next week, we've got big betting next week, so make sure you tune in. We've got NFL London. Isn't it the UFC as well, Fen? UFC is on the 22nd. Yep, yep. So next week, in this week. Big. Yep. we've got loads of big bets coming next week, so make sure you tune in. So that's my NFL summary for the week. But this is the thing we've all been waiting for. The top three, Fenn's got to redeem himself from following his loss to 60% Heppel. This week's top three, we thought we would go with the top three sporting cheats based on the fact that Connor Ben cheated. So, do you want to go first or do you want me to go first with number three? No, I'll go first. And okay. I think, Hit obviously, me. football's famous, football's famous, cocaine Ed, Maradona, and a god. Everyone knows it. I don't need to explain it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So my number three is Lance Armstrong, the um, Tour de France cyclist, obviously doping for years. Did he win seven Tour de France or something like that? And has had them all revoked. Yeah. My number three is Lance Armstrong. Right. What's your number two? Oh, my number two. I've gone for that. And just the publicity around it. And I'm just going to talk TV shows. I do think he was obviously done by. He was one of everyone. He was cheating, but he was the guy that come out and he should never have said anything. And yeah, <laughs> you put the money in the head, but yeah. Yourself? You do? Number two? So Wait, wait. So Lance Armstrong's your number two? Yeah. Do you know what my number two is? Go on. Maradona. 
Oh, this is going to be a tight. This is going to be a tight Twitter poll. Let, let's week. hope. Okay. Let's hope. Let's hope we've not got the same number one. I've got. I've got a feeling we're not going. Oh uh, no. Okay. What's your number? Do you want? Do you want to go? Yeah, I'll go. Go. Okay. What's your number one? My number one is none other than Mister American himself, Tiger Woods. What? 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 Tiger Woods. What? What? How? How'd you cheat on the PGA oh. Tour? Oh, no, not on the tour. Um, Tiger Woods cheated on all his misses. <laughs> misses. We have a bunch of birds. And I thought, you know what? The biggest cheating sport goes to Tiger Woods because he had that many affairs and got away with it. He's some boy. Go on, Woodsy. <laughs> I can't believe you went there. I don't even know. I thought even throw a flag on the plane. It's not even allowed. Oh, well, that's we'll that, let. We'll let the that's where I'm sorry. I wouldn't have to say. <laughs> can you imagine? Sure, can you make sure Tiger Woods in buckets affair is on the pole? I just need to make that clear. Someone has a good understanding. What's we'll what's the number one? We'll post it tonight. <laughs> when you said <laughs> it, I was like. When did he get caught cheating? I watch a lot of golf. I'm a middle-aged, boring man. Oh, God. Okay. Um, guess what sport I chose? He was putting all the holes. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, he often shooted off the back into the rub, I tell you. <laughs> 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 uh, oh, what a grip that boy had. Um, back and track, back and track. Okay. So my number one. Is um Tom Brady and the New England Patriots remember in the Super Bowl where they deflated all the uh, balls? So he practiced with deflated balls so he could throw them better, and the opposition teams couldn't work out why they couldn't throw them properly. And it's because the New England Patriots were playing at Gillette Stadium, which is their home stadium in Foxborough, and they deflated all the balls. So the opposition team didn't know what they were doing. It's a great one of the greatest things. What was the outcome? What was the outcome? Patriots won. But they cheated. I thought, not only is it a great story, but what genius thing to do, deflate all the balls. They call it deflate gate. It was massive in the NFL, but that's my number one. <laughs> oh, no, it's a good top three, right? We'll put it out on Twitter. We'll put it out on a poll. We'll see who wins this week. Hopefully 60% Heppel babies coming back. <laughs> I think right. Tiger Woods has got this in the bag. Sorry, <laughs> I didn't see that coming. <laughs> I'm glad. I tell you what I love about this. We don't talk about this before we do it, which I really like. <laughs> it's a complete surprise. Right. What did Fen do this week? Do you know what? So I've been real strict on the carnival diet recently and I've lost a lot of weight. It's been really good. Um, been focusing back training and I decided this week, you know what? I can have one meal with carbohydrates in. Yeah, I'm going to break her. And I gave in to something ridiculous. I mean, if you, if, let's just say, if you was on a carnival diet, what would you do? You'd have one carb meal. Would you go for a pizza, uh, pasta, anything? I went for a steak bake. I went for the a steak Greeks. bake. The Greggs. <laughs> no, 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 no. Coupland's. Oh, no, not even a Greggs. Oh. I went for a Coupland steak bake, and it was the worst decision that I've ever made in my life. Honestly, I'd rather revisit all the bets that I put on this weekend then decide to have a Coupland steak bake <laughs> as a cheat meal to ruin my carnivore diet. It was absolutely disgraceful. So, oh, I don't want to go into it, but that's what I did this week. It fucking sucks. Okay, right. So maybe the worst performance of the week as well. Okay, big shout, worst performance. I think you went first last week, so I'm going to give my um, best performance this week. I was actually going to do it <laughs> up until like a few hours ago. Did you see this Bradford City player 
who was like on his own in defence and he fell over the ball and then like did three spins to try and find it and he didn't know where it was. I was going yeah. to do that as my best performance in a week because it was that bad. It was great. But then I've just seen the Ben Stokes boundary save for the England against Australia in 2020. Get on YouTube, have a look at it. It's insane how he stops that ball going for a six. So my big, my best performance this week is Ben Stokes' boundary save. What's your best performance this week, Fab? Uh, just quickly, what, what's more important? Women's top ball cricket. Uh, we haven't done cricket on the pod yet. You know I love cricket. I'm no, no, it's as much as women's sport. I'm trying to give this persona that I'm not a boring, middle-aged old fucking man. And, you know, I'm failing miserably. <laughs> <laughs> right, give me your best performance. Best performance of the week. I mentioned it earlier. It already stole the spotlight, but it felt good when you mentioned it. But it will be um, the UFC and pulling out of stops, making sure that even though they have a stacked card next weekend, or sorry, the following weekend, and that they've already got another champion as backup. And to give you a perspective, when you mentioned about Box earlier, this is like if Chris Eubank and Conor Ben didn't go ahead, They've either got Terence Crawford or Golovkin as standby. Could you imagine how good boxing would be? That's insane. That is insane. Why don't boxing change? Oh, guys, so frustrating. (laughs) Flop of the week, flop of the week. What you got? Worst, yeah, worst buzz of the week. Did you see um, in the championship, the football championship, Wigan versus Cardiff, because obviously Wigan used their ground for rugby as well as football. They um, they didn't fit the goals properly. So one of the goals was bigger than the other one. Now the EFL turned around, all the fans are in the ground and stuff. And they said, okay, let's, let's, let, let's just play the game. The refs and all the coaches agreed to play the game. Cardiff ended up winning 3-1, but one of their goals went in off the bar. And the manager of Cardiff and everyone in Cardiff said, if it was the other end, it wouldn't have gone in. Now, this all sounds like a bit of a laugh and a joke, but what happens if Cardiff make the playoffs or stay up or something happens at the end of the season and they do it by the goal difference of one? EFL are getting sued by everyone that's relating to that. So the worst player of the week is allowing a game to go ahead with one goal bigger than the other. Only could the EFL imagine, would do that. Could you imagine if Boris was in the championship and people are now calling for VAR? What would your opinion be on that? Well, you know, I hate VAR, but if one goal's <laughs> bigger than the other, you're fucked before you start. <laughs> okay, give me your worst player of the week. Worst player of the week. <sighs> Do you know what? The Aston Villa game the other night was absolutely dreadful. I've got three people I'm going to pick into. Steven Gerrard, what an absolute waste of space. I'm, I'm being dead serious now. Frank Lampard is 10 times the man. He was 10 times the player. Okay, moving on. I don't even get into that argument. Frank Lampard, 10 times better. Steven Gerrard, everyone heard me. Next one, Philip Coutinho. I imagine when Newcastle and Aston Villa were both trying to get Philip Coutinho and Newcastle didn't land him, as they did, I was sort of heartbroken. But one absolute waste of space. Better off dead. Moving on. Third and finally, oh another God, one that I'm glad. Another one that I'm glad is almost dead. Steve Bruce. Guess what, Steve Bruce? You've ruined half my life. You've ruined most of my adulthood and you've just been sacked again. And, oh, I'm not everyone's cup of tea, pet. Fuck off, Brucey. All the best. God bless. Thanks. No, no, I love Steve Bruce. You don't know what you had. You don't know what you've got till it's gone, as they said in the uh, Big Yellow Taxi. You didn't appreciate Steve Bruce. He's a legend. He also Fuck was off. great in Home Alone 2. 
He's got a cabbage head. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> we have been the Two Filthy Punts. So as you know the drill by now, when it's time for our Two Filthy Punts, my Filthy Punt of the Week, I've got two of them. It's in the same game. Obviously, it's the NFL. I don't know what I'm going to do come February. Debo Samuels for any time touchdowns for the 49ers and Mariota to throw an interception for the Falcons. Both in the same game. Doing them singles, but put a cheeky little double on as well. If you're, if you're thinking, let's have a little naughty bet. And then next week, I'll be pumping in some LFL London games. Ben, give me your two filthy puns for the week for the guys at home. Three. I've got three. Go. Hit us. Number one, Savannah Marshall. I've already discussed it. Either better to knock out or better on the win. Do a bit of both. That's not two separate bets. Just, you know what I'm saying. Second one, um... I've just seen that Barcelona have just equalised against Inter Milan after conceding in the 91st, 92nd minute and they've just scored in the 96th, 97th to make it 3 all. That's absolutely drastic. But Barcelona, Real Madrid, El Clasico this weekend. Barcelona over 4.5 corners. I think it's evens at the moment. Lump on it. Barcelona had eight corners at a half time just tonight. Get on that bet. And on my third one, I fucking hate Liverpool. I hate all Scousters. I hate everyone from Liverpool. I hate the whole of Liverpool. So do you know what? At 11 to 1, Man City under 3. If you hate Liverpool as well, and I mean fucking hate them like I do, we back Man City under 3 handicap, 11 to 1. Fuck the Scousers. It was all your fault. No justice. Come on, Man City. Yes. Anyone but Liverpool. Yes. <clears throat> the podcast has turned the way I like it. I love that bet. I'm lumping on it. I don't bet on football, but I'm lumping on it just for the passion that you have shown tonight. <laughs> there's only, there's only going to be point. two winners. There's going to be two winners. Man City and Margaret Thatcher. Let's go. Yeah. Up the Iron Lady. Let's go. Okay. All right, let's wrap this up. Um, I'm going to bed because I'm hungover after born 171 last night and I got a little bit too larry on it. We have been the two filthy puns. It's been a pleasure coming in your ears as we do every week. I'm Anthony Heppel, one of the filthy puns. Alex Ben, any closing remarks from you, my boy? Up the fucking iron lady and we go again. Fuck off, Nipple. <laughs> you ruined our weekend. Let's go. See you all later. See you later. Bye-bye. <laughs>